Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Empowered Word of Faith podcast. Good evening, everyone. This is Evangelist Alfreda Lockett Evans, and I'm from Full Gospel Holy Temple Church in Dallas, Texas. Tonight, we're going to be talking about an interesting topic. The Word of God is under attack. Saints of God, our way of life as Christians, our loving God, and our beloved Bible are actually under attack. Satan and his minions don't like our dress, our praise, or our service. The world knows that there is something different about us because they can see the glory of God upon us. They don't like us because our stand for Christ reveals to them that there really is a difference between holy and unholy, clean and unclean. Leviticus 10 and 10 says, And that ye may put difference between holy and unholy, and between unclean and clean. But we don't really care about that because we know what God has done for us in revealing the truth of the value of our salvation. We're not lifted up either about what God has done for us because we know that this free gift of salvation is from our loving God, and he will freely give it to anyone who will receive it. We want to share the truth of our salvation with every man, woman, and child. The unsaved might not like us now, but when they give their hearts to the Lord, they will love us as we love them. Nevertheless, there is an attack on all things holy. The Bible is the living word of God and is definitely under attack. One of the subtle attacks that the enemy launched a few years ago was to come out with the plethora of translations of the Bible. Some translations do make the word of God clearer, and they make it easier to understand by using today's language. No Bible, however, should ever change the meaning of what God said. Take, for example, Isaiah 7 and 14. The King James Version says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Now one of the translations says, A young girl shall bring forth a son. Upon initial perusal of this passage, it may appear to be the same in both translations. But wait, many young girls are giving birth today. But it only happened once that a virgin birth occurred. That only happened when Mary brought forth Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Changing a virgin to a young girl subverts and undermines the power and authority of the miraculous birth of our Lord and Savior. Since the market is now flooded with versions, it's inevitable that the question concerning the legitimacy of the Bible has to be raised. If some are saying different things, then which one is right? Now you can call me old school, or as some say, old school, if you choose, but I prefer the King James Version of the Bible. I feel like if my grandmother could understand it without a high school diploma, surely I should be able to decipher it with a master's degree with Bible study and prayer. Not only is the Bible under attack, but if the enemy could take out certain chapters from the Bible, he would. 
If I polled the saints and asked which book of the Bible they thought the enemy would prefer to take out, if he could, many of us would think of different ones. It might be Genesis because Genesis lets us know that God is the creator of all things. Others might think about the Gospels because they present Jesus. Some might say the book of Acts because it teaches us how to receive the Holy Ghost, which is our power for living for God. There are no right or wrong answers to the question because the enemy hates them all. But I would like to suggest that the book of Romans chapter 1 might be one of the most Satan-hated books of all because of a single scripture, which is verse 20. That scripture says, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Now, this passage of scripture takes away every man and woman and accountable child's excuse that they didn't know about God. For those who will stand before God in judgment for their sins, the scripture removes all covering for their sin. Some might attempt to say to God, I never knew that that was a God. Or they might say, my mom and daddy never took me to church, so I can't be blamed. They might even say, I was confused because my pastor never taught me what I needed to know. Nuh-uh. This verse takes away all excuses about not knowing that God is real. Let's review that passage again. Verse 20. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. And no, the physically blind can't evade the scripture because they have a mind's eye and other senses. They won't be able to escape either. I was on a social media site recently that was set up for students in a particular theological seminary. I was allowed into this site because I was enrolled in one of the classes. I was very excited to see how this particular group of students felt about aspects of the Bible, thinking that I could learn from them. Well, lo and behold, they started to discuss speaking in tongues. They roasted the tongue talkers. They called speaking in tongues gibberish and said it was ungodly and other mean things. Well, as you might imagine, I was a little insulted since I have been filled with the Holy Ghost for 45 years now, and I speak in tongues every day. After I thought about it, I decided to ask God what I should say. I thought, maybe they're just searching for truth. God's response to me was to tell them to ask God about it. I typed in, I know many of you don't understand speaking in tongues, but instead of disagreeing with it, why not just ask God? One individual responded and said, oh, that's a very good idea. I thought, well, okay, that went well. Perhaps others will be motivated to ask God about speaking in tongues. Within a few seconds, an administrator came online and said, this line of discussion has been discontinued. Not another word was allowed about the subject. As long as the roasting of the tongue talkers was being done, nothing was said by administration. 
But as soon as a little wisdom was injected into the discussion, it was cut off. I have not been back on that site, but at least one individual might have been motivated to seek God concerning the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Who knows? But the participants, including the administrator that cut off the discussion, will be without an excuse. They cannot unknow now that one can and should ask God when questions arise concerning doctrinal issues. Psalm 19 and 1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. This scripture tells me that if you don't believe that God is real, just look up, because you know the sky is real. You know that didn't just happen of its own accord. You also see the trees, you see grass, weeds, bugs, dogs, and cats. You feel the breeze and you smell flowers. You know these things didn't just happen. You may not see God, but you see his handiwork. While looking at a beautiful painting, you know that there was a person behind the artwork. The artist might be somewhere in another country, but his work tells you of his existence. And finally, when you have acknowledged that God is real and that he actually exists, the question is, why are you not obeying him and serving him as the Bible says we should? Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen through 14. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Verse 14, for God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Do you realize that those who attack the Bible are actually attacking Jesus, the living word of God? Oh, yeah. John 1 and 1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Well, after this discussion, perhaps some readers are now convinced that the Bible is right about God's existence. Then maybe they will drop their attacks. Maybe they'll read and obey the Bible. We can but hope and pray that this will be the case. Stop attacking the Bible, dear hearts. The Bible is the living word of God and the road map to heaven. Love you. God bless you.